0: Hi, Z. Hi, Al. You watch anything gay lately?
1: No, but I did watch a a few episodes of a classic sitcom where the main character meets someone in a locker room uh, who, like, he's he's a fan of this guy, this guy is a fan of his, um, and they start hanging out, and then the guy uh, starts dating the main character's
2: ex. Okay, but... That's kinda gay.
0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Okay, But Is It Gay?, which is normally a show about obscure gay media that you maybe haven't heard of. We are perhaps moving away from that model, especially with this season. Welcome to season three. Uh, I don't have to explain what it is. This is episode three. Uh, Go back and listen to the other episodes if you want to (laughs) know what this is. If you're just here for the Seinfeld content uh z is back once again hello
1: i'm back i have subjected you to yet another thing
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> if, if for for those of you who uh may be wondering why there's a certain energy to this recording <laughs> uh hal and i have just finished finals
0: yes <laughs> finished i saw papers to grade
1: Uh, I think between the two of us, we have, like, one functional brain cell.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Listen, my brain cells are doing fine. I had a day off yesterday.
1: And this is the first episode, you know, a little peek behind the curtain. This is the first episode you're recording, but will Mm -hmm. not be the first episode that is released. No. Yeah.
0: (laughs) If, If all goes to plan, they will already have heard Shrek. And Company, two thousand six.
1: Delightful.
0: Z, what are we talking about today? So, we- hi, Autumn. Autumn is here too. Hey, <laughs> Autumn <laughs> is here too.
1: <laughs> there is an energy.
0: Hi,
2: Autumn. Hello. I was trying to log into Pinterest on the side while you had that conversation. Forgot my password, so I'm smashing <laughs>
1: back now. Uh, what's on? What's on Pinterest? <laughs>
2: literally nothing
1: but you got a seinfeld vision board (laughs)
2: listen tumblr wasn't loading (laughs) so my backup is pinterest and now i don't know my password life is terrible it's fine
1: we just finished finals you can't log into pinterest these are equally bad things
2: i think so i'm really upset now it's fine i'll figure it out
0: Hmm. so we're here to talk about we're here to talk about you only described two episodes of Seinfeld. It's a double partner. Ye- I logged in, don't worry. But we're actually here to talk about three <laughs> episodes of Seinfeld. Is. <laughs> I love that for you. Uh, yeah. I love that for you. Is Seinfeld I would a argue classic that Seinfeld
1: sitcom? is like the classic sitcom. Uh,
0: mm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe
1: like. It's certainly a classic 90s sitcom. I guess you could make an argument that like the real classic sitcoms were like when TV first came around. Mm -hmm. But it is certainly uh, like uh, and people are going to like send you hate mail for me lumping these things together. Like Mm -hmm. Seinfeld, Friends, uh, maybe like Cheers, Frasier, that like. Million cohort of sitcoms mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: um at but is it underscore gay on twitter get at me engagement <laughs> is engagement
1: yeah but um uh this is this is we're watching a couple episodes of seinfeld um because there are quite a few episodes throughout seinfeld's run where um like queerness or like um gayness in in some way is like relevant to the to the episode um is
0: the joke um
1: i would say that there are like episodes where so here's what i will say i think that seinfeld does a really good job of telling jokes where being gay isn't the punchline
2: Hmm. The did Seinfeld we watch, Defender has did, did, logged on. Did we watch a different episode? I'm sorry. I think <laughs> we watch a different show. When you the
0: compare Seinfeld Defender, when has you compare it to something thought. like
1: Friends, on Friends, uh-huh. the gay jokes are almost the punchline is almost always someone is gay or Chandler specifically is afraid of being mistaken for gay. Like, mm-hmm. Chandler's dad is a drag performer, um, and so often the jokes there are like, haha, Chandler's dad is gay and dresses up in drag to perform in Las Vegas, I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whereas I think in these episodes, like, queerness is more the setup for the joke rather than the punchline.
0: Mm-hmm
2: that's true for the outing but i don't personally think that's true for the boyfriend. Uh, fair to talk about this. And it's
1: it's certainly not true across the whole run of Seinfeld. Um, but mm. yeah, uh like there are um episodes, if i can find that point in my notes, um mm-hmm. there George has a recurring ex-girlfriend who uh, dates a woman for a while. Um there's a an episode where like one of the characters is trying to get to, uh, specifically a lesbian wedding and they call it a lesbian wedding every single time. Um, mm. but yeah, we're, we're looking at just, just a, a few episodes of Seinfeld, uh, the boyfriend part one and two. Um, if you're watching this basically anywhere except for Netflix, that's two separate episodes if you're watching it on Netflix, it's it's 46 like 6 minute episode. Um mm-hmm. and then we're also going to watch uh the outing um which is a later episode that uh, actually won a GLAD award for <laughs> oh um outstanding like uh, comedic TV episode for its its portrayal of like gay issues. So to speak. But there were
0: no gay people in it. There were the two homosexuals at the diner.
1: Uh Whoa. there was also the gay Marine.
0: But True. that was like <laughs> But
1: th- okay, like whatever. So this is right, this is
0: uh this kind is, of the pull. Po- this is the rub.
1: Yeah, this is kind of what I was driving at earlier. Like the outing does a very good job of like making being gay the setup instead of the punchline. It's never like gay people are the the joke is never that like
0: (laughs) haha gay people exist
1: yeah the the joke is always like
0: (laughs) haha straight people be wildin
1: like jerry and george through a series of misadventures get like falsely outed and then are like sort of dealing with that uh in a in a comedic way rather than like George, jerry and george uh are falsely outed and it ruins their lives Mm -hmm. but yeah should we do uh trigger warnings before we get going
0: yes these are three episodes of seinfeld yes which means that they're kind of rough uh there's like (laughs) just a thin layer of misogyny over everything that jerry seinfeld does
1: yeah there's like there's a a veneer of misogyny um i think these episodes mostly avoid any sort of like racist jokes um Mm -hmm. there is uh there are a lot of sexual themes um there are some unfortunate
0: general homophobia Uh, there's some references to Nazis because it's a Seinfeld joint, and he's uh one of those like Ashki Jewish comedians who does that. Uh, sexual harassment, especially in the outing, uh, public outing, especially in the outing. There's uh a belabored discussion of people dying in plane crashes in the boyfriend. Uh, Uh, there's some slut shaming. Yeah, uh,
1: there is um like one of one of the things I would argue about Seinfeld that is aged the worst is like the frequency with which it jokes about suicide uh that Mm. is that happens in this episode oh there's talk about looking at each other's dicks in the locker room Uh, Mm.
0: that falls under the voyeurism uh
1: yeah true true true. thing
0: i think um i almost said the voyeurism tag like a fucking (gasps) asshole all right uh
1: yeah should we get into it
0: yes uh so Seinfeld very often bookended by, do we want to talk about the premise of the sitcom Seinfeld? It's about a stand-up comedian and the ways in which he finds the sources for his jokes. Okay, I was actually going to ask that. Like, does the random stand-up
2: bits that I was not emotionally or physically prepared for happen (laughs) first or second? Um, (laughs) So,
1: as far as, like, writing, entirely unclear. Um, okay what so early on like the the pilot episodes like the because the first season is only like five or six episodes i think um Mm -hmm. the conceit is jerry and all of his friends are living in new york and each episode is like there's like stand-up at the beginning and end um occasionally there's a third bit inserted in the middle and Mm -hmm. the Stand-up is supposed to kind of be like, oh, this is the stand-up that Jerry's writing about all of these other things that are going on in his life. Um, Mm -hmm. They drop that over time. Like, they eventually just stop doing the bits entirely. Um, Wild. Okay. But, yeah, by this point, um, they're still sort of thematically connected, if not directly connected.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, But... I... I have seen perhaps a total of 20% of this show that I remember. It was one of those shows that my dad just had on in the background during the day, like during summer vacation, and so I would half pay attention to episodes, and sometimes he would reference things that happened, and I just had to laugh, like, contractionally.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, it's a show that was, like, difficult for me to watch because part of the premise is that they're kind of all, like, Terrible people. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, uh as, as mentioned, I think on like the Caleb Gallo episodes, right? If if Caleb Gallo is Seinfeld but everyone's queer and you play it at like 1.25 speed, Seinfeld is Caleb Gallo and everyone's straight and they play it at like 0.8 speed. Uh
0: mm-hmm.
1: everyone everyone's kind of awful. Uh they're to each other. Uh, to everyone
0: around them, etc. You said that you had absolutely no experience with Seinfeld.
2: Yeah, I've never watched any of it before or read anything about it or really I've stayed as far away from it as possible. Um, I don't really (laughs) care for sitcoms like this. I don't like Friends. I watch some of Friends, like, against my will. Uh, It's not really... (laughs) Those sorts of things aren't really what I like. So, yeah, I had no idea what was happening. Yeah, um, I really also had no idea what was happening for that stand-up. I also <laughs> hate
1: Friends, uh, but my sister loves it and, like, watches it constantly. Like, my sister mm-hmm. can have Friends on in the background while reading, and, like, mm-hmm. I can't do anything okay. else while reading.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the opening bit on uh, The Boyfriend Part 1. Um, Jerry
0: fundamentally misunderstands physical fitness.
1: Yeah, uh, misunderstands fitness, misunderstands lockers, uh, misunderstands the black market value of a used jock jockstrap. Uh, <laughs> it,
0: it's like... Misunderstands that valets will get fired if they steal cars. <laughs> I,
1: I, so I think that joke is that A man wearing a short red jacket could loiter near the valet stand and steal your car.
0: Ah, Not that a valet
1: could steal your
0: car. This is true. Which is like... You can do anything if you have a high-vis vest on.
1: A high-vis, a hard hat, and a clipboard. It's literally all you need. But this is like something that I I notice often with Jerry Seinfeld bits is like, (laughs) There is a good joke, like, I think the valet joke is a good joke, buried in sort of an inscrutable setup, or a setup that mm-hmm. just relies on Jerry, like, misunderstanding things in a way that isn't funny.
0: Mm.
1: Like, there are a lot of comedians where, like, the setup relies on misunderstanding, but they they do it well, and
2: <laughs>
1: I don't think Jerry Seinfeld does that.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: you know what i genuinely laughed at some of the jokes in the outing i will say i don't know which one specifically made me laugh really hard and i thought i was gonna wake up my mom but i did laugh (laughs) genuinely a couple times so i gotta give that to them
1: yeah like the 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 writers on this show are are really good uh larry david is one of them uh i think larry charles uh wrote the outing or he wrote one of the episodes, I know, because I looked it up. You can cut that part out so <laughs> that they don't come for me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're very scared scouting, of these fans.
1: People are very protective of I'm... Seinfeld, and and rightfully okay. so. It's it's oh, a we're very gonna get formative views. part. <laughs> it's a very so formative excited. part of many people's uh, childhoods.
0: Interesting. <laughs> uh. The outing I think had some very clever writing in it.
1: But yeah, we open uh on Jerry, Kramer and George in the uh locker room of a YMCA and this episode does not go where that premise would imply. Um <laughs> they are uh Jerry and Kramer are berating George on his basketball skills,
2: which is <laughs> very
1: funny because Jason Alexander is like five foot five
0: mm-hmm. he's
1: he's a, he's a very short man and yeah why would you expect him to be good at basketball
0: there are short basketball players there are average height basketball players certainly. yeah i wouldn't say short just short <laughs> compared to everyone else
2: <laughs> um,
1: but yeah they repeatedly call george a chucker which mm-hmm. sounds
0: which is a critique of his uh his technique rather than his like physical abilities
1: yeah uh and it also sounds like a slur
2: (laughs) it does yeah
1: um but yeah after kramer leaves uh jerry and george spot um keith hernandez who was
0: He's got a mustache. Uh, he's a real person.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Keith Hernandez is, is a real baseball baseball person. Um, he was a first baseman for- I think for, they're called players. Uh, no, a baseball person.
2: Um, he was a first <laughs> oh, baseman
1: for the Mets. He was a coach uh, You know, once he retired from playing. Um, he, as far as I know, is not gay, but his mustache is.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, Okay. So you told me the premise of this episode and then I watched it and I saw Keith Hernandez and I was like, oh, this is going to be one of those things where because of compulsory heterosexuality, Jerry is not going to realize that he is going on dates with this. That's man, what I thought. And this man is going to th- yes. This man is going to think I am going date going on dates with Jerry Seinfeld, and then they're g- there's going to be like a bungled first kiss at some at some point, and then the thing with Elaine happens, and I was. Confused. Yeah, I was disappointed. You're telling me that that man with that hair and that mustache. Yeah, and like his and just his
2: vibe. Even ignoring the look, I literally wrote down. He shows up on screen, and I write down, "Oh, so Keith is gay," and then immediately, "Oh no, it's just (laughs) funny for other reasons." Question mark.
1: George and Jerry have a conversation, uh and. Jerry is like, I can't go over and say hi to him. We're like in the locker room. That's weird. He probably like Mm -hmm. gets that all the time. I don't want to be obnoxious, Uh, Mm -hmm. which is fair. Uh, And then uh, Keith Hernandez walks up and says. Big
0: Seinfeld fan.
1: Yeah. uh, uh, Specifically, uh, Jerry says he could say hello to me and I wouldn't mind. And George kind of gives him a look uh and and has some line about how like jerry is actually not like why would jerry have fans (laughs) um because a running theme in this show is that uh like none of jerry's friends think he's very good at stand-up um and then keith hernandez walks over and says you know i'm a big fan uh specifically he says i love your jimmy olsen bit um Mm -hmm. Which I I, I tracked. It's not a
0: bit in the show. No, this but is rather just a real Seinfeld. Ger- Jared Seinfeld bit. Yeah, uh, Jared Gerald. Is he a Jared? I or have
1: a no idea. It might <laughs> literally just be Jerry for all I know.
0: I, Wikipedia will tell me. You talk about Jimmy Olsen. Um,
1: yeah, the Jimmy Olsen. Jerome. Bit
0: is that Superman Jerome? is a huge
1: or. Er, what? what?
0: Jerome. What? Jerome.
1: Jerome, Jerome Seinfeld?
0: Alan Seinfeld. Jerome. <laughs> All right. Okay.
1: All right. Oh. Nice.
2: Uh,
1: yeah, Uh, the Jimmy Olsen bit is, is bad. Jerry's like, the one thing I want from Jimmy Olsen, he's supposed to be an investigative reporter. I just want him to put it together that Clark and Superman are the same person. Uh, and jimmy olsen never does this and jerry seinfeld makes a joke about how superman stands like with his hands on his hips and his chest puffed out at the urinal and it's like if i saw someone standing with their hands on their hips and their chest puffed out at the urinal i would not think they were superman i would think they were a pervert (laughs) this is where george has the the extended plane crash bit he's like hey Mm -hmm. keith hernandez like all of these baseball teams are flying around all the time. How come no team has ever just fully died in a plane crash?
0: George, you can't just ask someone why they haven't died in a plane crash yet. Uh, <laughs> Jerry's literally trying to ask this man out and you're talking about fiery deaths. It also
1: ignores the fact that like, sports teams have like often died in plane crashes.
0: Mm, uh like
1: there's famously that case uh that was the basis of like the book and then movie that i can't remember the name of right now um yeah where they like crashed in the mountains of like uruguay i think and had to resort to cannibalism uh to survive Mm. like this very famously yeah sports teams crash all the time just because it hasn't happened within american baseball is not doesn't mean it's never happened Mm -hmm. but yeah uh we skipped over the part where they talk about uh everyone having a big dick um (laughs) because they look at each other in the locker room uh
0: being naked with your bros is a neutral experience
1: okay so here's the thing jerry specifically says i made a conscious effort not to look and that is a queer experience
2: yeah <laughs> in my
1: experience straight people do not bother to like flaunt it or make a particular effort not to look uh straight people too. i
2: was really confused
0: yeah <laughs> um it's it's very you can't get to me gay thoughts
1: <laughs> regardless uh jerry and keith uh exchange make numbers a Yeah, they make plans to meet up at a later date. And uh, then we cut to the diner.
0: The diner. Uh, Even if you are only vaguely aware of Seinfeld, I bet you know about the diner.
1: Yeah. um, This is a real diner that you can go to. It's apparently always slammed.
0: Mm -hmm, I bet. Jerry has a monologue where he's like aping the way that women act about men in these types of sitcoms. He's like, I can't believe that Uh, Keith hasn't called me yet. Men are such scum. Like, I'm never giving my number to another guy again.
1: Yeah, and I think, like, importantly for the dynamic of this episode, like, Jerry kind of isn't aware of how, like, he's talking about this, but Mm -hmm. Elaine, played by Julia Louis-Dreyfus, absolutely is, and she's, like, uh, really kind of, making making it worse you know just sort of poking the bear Mm
0: -hmm.
1: also important in this scene it's established that Elaine hates smoking um
0: that will be important for later yeah one of my notes here says Jerry would have been insufferable in a discord server
1: oh my god (laughs) oh I don't want to think about Jerry Seinfeld in a group chat (laughs) that's upsetting um, reboot it but yeah I, I think importantly like Elaine Al- knows what's going on uh, oh I have Elaine uh, knows what's up brackets awakening here um,
0: <laughs> she's being very supportive gal pal she's like I'm sorry honey yes and then she's like well maybe maybe he's out of town and that's why he hasn't called you and Cherry's like they have phones out of town yeah
1: um,
2: <laughs> that was funny
1: yeah uh and then we get uh another bit um it's a bit about making friends as an adult um mm-hmm. i think it's just generally Hashtag
0: relatable yeah it's just
1: generally like a good bit um and then uh we get the introduction of george's plot line uh it's not super important it's not super relevant here uh to like The Keith Hernandez gay stuff Uh, Mm -hmm. but it does tie in at the end so it's worth just like mentioning it
0: George is applying for an extension on unemployment he hasn't been working, looking for work particularly because he's working on like a screenplay or whatever uh, which good for him and Ms. Lenore Sokol is not buying any of his excuses I hate that this system exists
1: Uh, yeah like everyone should just get money for being alive uh anyway what is the
0: government for if not for paying me
1: (laughs) yeah uh george uh makes up a lie about vandalay industries um Mm -hmm.
0: they're a latex manufacturer
1: based in jerry's apartment uh he just gives (laughs) uh mrs sokol jerry's like apartment and phone number as the address um and then, like, runs to the phone booth, throws a kid out of the phone booth to call Jerry and, like, explain what's going on. Um, but
0: Kramer is on the phone in Jerry's apartment. Yes. Saying some golf nonsense. Yeah. I think that it's nonsense even if you know about golf. I should have asked Della.
1: I could not tell you because I don't know <laughs> shit about golf.
0: <laughs> also a pretty bad sport. Jerry's trying on an outfit. What's up? I was just saying it's also a bad sport. Continue. It's not a good sport. Um, if you want to take a walk with your friends, you can just do that.
1: You can just take a walk with your friends. You can just pick up a stick in the woods and hit rocks mm-hmm.
0: with it. Mm-hmm. You don't even, It's it's fine. Like, I literally know people who are like, yeah, I took up golf because I wanted to spend time with my friends and like take a walk. You can just do that. Um,
1: do that. oh i was wrong there is kind of a racist joke in uh oh uh yeah george impersonates uh jo- george impersonates someone and does kind of a racist accent anyway
0: oh boy uh jerry's trying on clothes for his definitely not a coffee date with keith hernandez
1: and it's such a good outfit i mean he's, he's I, wearing the grandpa sneakers but otherwise it's a great yeah. outfit
0: i don't care for this shirt but i do see the appeal
2: I
1: would love to own the, and wear this
0: shirt.
2: <laughs> and you um, would rock it.
0: Adam, what do you think of the shirt?
2: I mean, I personally don't think it's his best look. But like you said, mm-hmm. how I, I get the appeal. Yeah.
0: Would you wear this on a date with Keith Hernandez? No, I don't think so.
2: It's too loud for me. I don't like wearing really loud things, personally.
0: Hmm. Elaine insists that men do not pay attention to the clothing that their dates wear. Uh, She's like, he's a guy.
2: I think that...
0: Oh, I didn't think that's why she said
2: that. Oh. I I mean, because every... Well, because every time she says, like, he's a guy, I thought it was more like a you're not going on a date, this is another man, why are you caring so much? Less than, like, Mm. it's a man and men instinctively don't care. But now I feel like maybe that was the wrong interpretation. (laughs)
0: There is there's not a lot of wrong interpretations. Yeah, I I think you just have a different interpretation. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think Elaine definitely like knows what's go- see. I like to read this that L- Elaine knows what's up and is making fun of Jerry, uh, mm-hmm. slash being a supportive because, gal pal.
0: Because he but she goes on a date with him. Yes, I well, feel oh, like no, Jerry says right. it's okay.
2: But still, like, if she was truly that... I mean, sometimes people say it's okay and they don't actually think it's okay and I feel like she's smart enough that she would
0: if read she his in... mind. But I
2: feel like if she was interpreting this the way you think she was, being supportive in the way that you think she was, that she wouldn't have gone for it?
1: Mm. Uh, gone no, on the uh, date? No, Elaine, Elaine is like... I think a, a part of elaine's character is that like she will say only if you're okay with it but then like as soon as jerry says i'm okay with it she's not gonna dig deeper she's not gonna be like oh jerry says he's okay with it but he's actually not uh she's gonna be like oh okay. jerry said he was okay with it okay. Uh,
2: i don't know anything about her so yeah <laughs> <That's> um
1: <fair. laughs> but uh yeah um I I think, uh, impo- I think I do think Elaine is like he's a guy he won't care what you're wearing, uh, mm-hmm. which I think is true of straight men but not of of gay men I think
0: <laughs>
1: I don't know straight men chime in I guess,
0: <laughs> um hey straight men.
2: Uh, wait, wait, hold on. A straight man would care if he's going on a, a date with someone who, like, is shown off a lot of cleavage or something. He would care. Mm,
1: but that's less about the clothes and more about the boobs.
0: But, like, is um, it connected? You should, you should ask. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Adam has access it. to a straight man right <laughs> now. <laughs> uh, I've never dated a straight man in my life.
2: All right. You don't need to, like, brag. What? (laughs) How I wording this question? Let's see.
1: Just like when you go on a first date, do you care about Mm -hmm. what the woman is wearing, Mm -hmm. or do you just, or do you just care about her boobs? (laughs) Yeah, that's that doesn't sound like a trap at all.
2: No, I worded it better than that. Uh. Thank
0: you. I believe in you, Adam.
1: George is in a cab. He's being mean to the cab driver. Uh, this mm-hmm. will come back later.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's funny that 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 Jerry would want to look nice for seeing this guy because he is a guy, also. haha, is what I have written down. Um, yeah. And then Kramer sh- comes in, and uh, Jerry's like, "What do you think of this shirt?" I'm gonna having coffee with this guy, and he's like, "What guy?" Keith Hernandez. Keith Hernandez! And then Newman materializes. This is something that I know about. Something that I know about Seinfeld. Is that Newman and Jerry are nemeses. Wait, who's Newman?
1: Newman the, is... The
0: other short glasses man.
1: With the oh, hat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. so, yes. Thus begins the extended JFK assassination slash the movie JFK bit. Um, yes. So... Newman and Kramer blame Keith Hernandez for losing a game for the Mets and yes. um
0: at this game they walk past him reportedly and, allegedly yeah they walk past him Newman says nice game pretty boy and allegedly Keith Hernandez spat at him
1: uh, and Jerry goes through this whole, like, reconstruction of, like, the angle that the spit would have had to come from. Mm-hmm. There's, like, a bunch of references to, like, a-, a magic bullet or, like, a second shooter or, like, the grassy knoll. Um, mm-hmm. And also a bunch of references to the film JFK, which would have come out around this time. Um hmm yeah, then George gets there and is like, you gotta pretend to be Vandalay Industries. And Jerry fucks with him. And I love this bit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this is genuinely, like, this is real best friend shit. Like, you want me to hire you as my latex salesman? I'm running a reputable business here. Yeah. Uh,
1: and I, like, I do think Jerry could have just said this over the phone. Just been like, yeah, we interviewed him. We're not going to hire him. Uh. Mm-hmm regardless uh they all go to leave uh it's a good shirt jerry puts on a jacket it's a good jacket uh, mm-hmm. and importantly uh jerry and keith hernandez are giving elaine a ride uh i guess they're like uh path to whatever they're doing it takes them close enough to elaine's apartment that it makes sense for that
0: then we cut to keith and Jerry in like the front seat of Ke- Keith Hernandez's car, big are they gonna kiss moment? <laughs> like what? <laughs> I I yeah. felt
1: incredibly attacked by this scene.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because like I'm still operating on the Keith Hernandez thinks this is a date date theory, and Jerry is oblivious, and so like the way that this is framed. The lighting and then also the jokes that, that happen in this scene are all big. Oh my god, they're gonna kiss energy.
1: Yeah, um, I have so I had a uh, I'll call it a flirtation with someone uh, <laughs> while we were both in undergrad and um, that often involved like that. We would drive back from an event together, and mm-hmm. I was one of the only people. Uh, like, one of the only gay people at my undergrad who had a car. Uh, so I would end up driving, like, four or five people uh, back home. And I would always plan my route so that uh, <laughs> this person was the last one I dropped off. Mm. But both of us okay. were too chicken shit to ever, like, make the first move.
2: Aww. Uh
1: so yeah, we just like fully never kissed, uh, and yeah uh, we could have, but we didn't. Uh, and then he moved to Atlanta. But yeah, uh, Jerry, instead of like, should I kiss him, keeps going, should I shake his hand? Mm-hmm. And eventually they do,, um, uh, they make plans for a shake second hands. date. They're gonna go see JFK on Friday.
0: Mm-hmm. Very important that it's on Friday.
1: Yeah, and then Keith is like, hey, Jerry, that woman we gave a ride to earlier, Elaine, would you mind if I asked her out? And Jerry says no.
2: I was um, blindsided yes. by that. I was blindsided.
0: Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Autumn, you said that most of your notes were on vibes. What's the vibe of, of this scene? <laughs> I... Actually, for this scene, I literally
2: didn't write anything down because I was, like, frozen in shock that this was a straight man. I just (laughs) didn't know how to comprehend that. I mean, everything about
0: him. This is, I think, where some of the writing starts to be a little clever in in this trio of episodes because the way that they're framing it, like, the, the tropes that they're nailing and the way that, like, everything is scripted is really pushing us toward like rom-com vibes. And the fact that it's not rom-com vibes, like draws your attention to the, I'm not saying this is on purpose, but it draws your attention to the fact that these things are largely arbitrary. Like there's nothing inherently romantic about sitting in the front seat of a car with your bro. But because of the way that we are trained by the fiction that we consume, we read this scene as romantic. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. And it's, it's definitely like, uh, you know, I think the writing probably is intentional in this regard. Like it's absolutely intentionally playing on. Evoking. Yeah. Invoking those vibes. And like Seinfeld is nothing if not absurd. Um, and so Mm -hmm. I think, right. The vibe here is that it's like kind of pushing these situations to the absurd, uh, I also I have a note it'll come up later but Keith Hernandez kind of can't act uh and so every line he delivers sounds like uh like a porn star delivering a line
0: very poorly. <laughs> we'll get
1: we'll get we'll get to it later but uh just just put a pin in that.
0: George and Jerry debrief about the date in Jerry's apartment. They do a lot of debriefing on this show. It's a like show about happened. debriefing. Mhm. Yeah. Get you a friend you can debrief with. Uh,
1: yeah, this conversation plays out uh, like George is like, "Well, did you shake his hand?" As you know, you might ask someone, "Well, did you kiss him?"
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's it's good. Uh,
0: they ask, like, D- "Did did he pay?" No, they split the check. Jerry sh- shook his hand. Jerry wearing his gay little turtleneck. Uh,
1: yeah, it's a it's a purple turtleneck. It comes up really uncomfortably high on his neck. How do turtles live
0: like <laughs> <Yeah>. this? <laughs> um Adam, can I ask you what these characters are called in your notes?
2: Oh, yes. Um well, the the lady is just called the lady. Um uh-huh. <laughs> So, yeah, that's all I got for that. Um I quickly did figure out who Jerry was because they say his name like an annoying amount of times. Mm-hmm. Um but I did initially call him Turtleneck. <laughs> um, and then there was uh what is it george the short friend is that is that who that yeah. is i called him glasses um <laughs> and then the other like this the third guy that was in the intro uh locker room scene i called him curly interesting <laughs> fantastic yeah yeah those are my nicknames good
0: phenomenal um Elaine comes in, she calls the thing that happened with Jerry and Keith a date. Suspicious. Yeah.
1: Um, but Jerry...
0: it's funny. Haha.
1: <laughs> Jerry can't act. Uh, and, is, like, Jerry Seinfeld, okay, the person, you. cannot act.
2: Thank uh, you he's... for saying that. Oh my god, I thought, I was like, am I, am I, is they gonna think that I'm an asshole because I'm gonna say that Jerry can't act and it's just really bothering me? Am I gonna be attacked for
1: this? No, this isn't like like a novel insight. This is like,
2: okay, like
1: a well-known truth about this show. Jerry Seinfeld is a, a terrible actor. He just like, he's surrounded by all of these incredibly talented people. Yeah, yeah performing this, like, yeah. fairly clever dialogue. And and he just, like, every now and then, he just gets this dumb smile on his face. He's like, this is so cool.
0: <laughs>
1: Absolutely unable to prevent himself from corpsing. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially,
0: like, he's doing the same things vis-a-vis, like, overacting when the character calls for it. Like, when the character starts acting, the actor starts overacting. And, like, both... Jerry Seinfeld and Jason Alexander, who plays George, do that thing, and Jason Alexander is so much better at it. Mm-hmm. This is why, this is why he got to be a serial killer on Criminal Minds, and Jerry Seinfeld didn't, doesn't have the mm-hmm. fucking chops.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we then get into the Keith has already called Elaine to set up a date, uh, mm-hmm. and so.
0: Keith. This guy really gets around. Yeah,
1: he called Elaine like, just basically right away um, in <laughs> order to set up a date. Uh, initially he wanted to set up a date for Saturday.
0: Busy weekend. Yeah,
1: but Elaine was already busy on Saturday so Keith Hernandez rescheduled Elaine for Saturday or Elaine for Friday canceling really? plans with Jerry Um and later in this scene calls to cancel plans with Jerry.
0: Mm-hmm. Jerry is jealous, but not in the way that Elaine expects.
1: He like he's jealous of Keith, not of Elaine. Um mm-hmm. which is where it's important that like Jerry and Elaine are exes. Um mm-hmm. and if I remember correctly, Jerry is supposed to have broken up with Elaine.
2: Are they endgame
0: in this show?
1: They no. are not endgame oh okay. um
0: the only end game for anyone on this show is jail
1: um oh. i mean
0: <laughs> i'm not kidding autumn that's, that's how literally
1: how the show how ends. ends they
0: all go to jail why they were assholes
1: um yeah the the series finale is they all go to jail Um, legal
0: eagle did it and apparently that's not how any of that works
1: yeah i mean the the so the reason they did it is because like they knew the show was ending but there was like um speculation or potential that they might like come back for a season later and seinfeld really doesn't like to change its status quo
0: Mm
1: -hmm. they didn't want to have anyone like uh go like get married or move away or anything like that Uh so they all just go to jail and apparently the plan was if they ever got another uh like season they would just it would just start with them all getting out of jail
2: mm-hmm. uh, okay alright thanks for that that was my only question about Blake. but yeah <laughs> uh,
1: apparently Jerry did break <laughs> up with Elaine which is unfathomable <laughs> She is an 11 and he is a five. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. uh, So Elaine thinks that Jerry is jealous of, jealous that she is now dating Keith uh, because he still has feelings for her, but he's actually jealous that she is now going on a date with Keith Hernandez uh, because Jerry wanted to be dating Keith Hernandez more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have in my notes, Elaine is the only true ally. I don't know why. (laughs) um oh because she she offers to cancel her plans
0: with Mm -hmm. keith hernandez yeah
1: um because she didn't realize that he already had plans with jerry this is like kind of like keith hernandez is kind of a terrible person in these episodes Mm -hmm. um yeah i keith hernandez calls jerry answers as if it's vandalay industries and then it turns out to be keith Uh, makes
0: like eye contact with george as he does this it's very funny and again like real best friendship
1: uh yeah then jerry steps out kramer picks up the phone uh and um is like no this isn't vandalay industries this is an apartment what are you talking about and George mm-hmm. bursts out of the bathroom with his pants around his ankles. Mm-hmm. For...
0: Screaming about Vandalay Industries. Kramer doesn't understand. Cor- corrects the woman on the phone and hangs up. And is like, what are you guys talking about? And George face plants uh, like between the couch and the counter. And that's what, this is the crime scene that Jerry returns to. And he has a very good line, which is, and you want to be my latex salesman.
2: Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um,
0: Mm-hmm. when the show hits it does hit yeah like, it's just yeah. that most of the time is not hitting if you're doing i think that's the only curl. joke
2: i laughed at in this episode I'm gonna be
0: honest. Mm. Fair
1: <laughs> enough. if you're doing a con you have to make sure that everybody knows
0: yeah what's in going both on. of these episodes george has a scheme and he doesn't brief anyone on the scheme before he gets it going. If you are going to tell a complex lie, which relies on other people to be in on the lie, you gotta tell your team first.
1: Yeah. Um, Especially because like, it's not like Kramer is sometimes over at Jerry's. He literally has a key. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, There's also a bit about Jerry and Kramer going to see a baby. It'll be relevant later. Um, Mm Mm-hmm.
0: They don't want to go see the baby, but their old neighbors want them to see the baby.
1: Mm-hmm. We have uh George, George back returns. at the unemployment office.
0: This is Jason Alexander being a good overactor. He's he's uh,
1: doing a con well. Like yeah. George should just be a con man. Just do <laughs> crimes. You're already in New York City. You can
0: just Just be Mozzie Whitecollar.
1: Uh, just be Mozzie White Collar. You're already bald. <laughs>
0: he starts like he like spots this woman a a picture of this woman's adult daughter on her desk and starts like like over complimenting her and is like oh my gosh i can't believe that this beautiful like this i can't believe that this beauty goddess is walking among us right now i can't believe this This is amazing and uh the woman is like well she's single if you can believe it i'll give her your number
1: um yeah and it's like the show is trying to play it up like she's a, you know, like she's the most hideous person ever. She's an extremely normal looking person, yeah, uh, and yeah, they're they're kind of mean to this very normal looking woman.
0: Um, there's that thin thin veneer of misogyny.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, then we get another bit. Jerry makes a joke about how when you have a paycheck, it says how much they've taken out in unemployment and it's like a reminder that even though you have a job now you might not have a job later and it's not Mm -hmm. very good um and then he makes a joke about uh like how hard george is working uh to stay on unemployment without getting a job um Mm -hmm. or without like actually going to job interviews uh and he says uh this guy has never worked this hard in his life if they knew how hard he was working they would give him a raise which i think is a good joke uh it just takes I him chuckled. far too long to get there yeah um and this is probably where the like part 1 part 2 split happened it's about halfway through the episode there's a bit mm-hmm. um and uh yeah then we pick up on elaine and keith hernandez's date
0: Elaine pretends to care about baseball on her date with Keith. They are surrounded by people in, in Keith's entourage, or people who recognized Keith, uh, Keith Hernandez, and want to stare at a celebrity in a restaurant.
1: Yeah, Really a terrible things. date. I <laughs> have I have beef with this episode because Elaine is shown to care, like have uh, opinions about baseball in the show, mm-hmm. like within the text of the show there's a whole episode where like uh, they get tickets to a Yankees game, I think. Yeah. Yankees game. And they're sitting in the manager's box and Elaine is wearing an Orioles hat. Um, mm. And someone is like, Hey, you're like in the manager's box. Like, could you take the Orioles hat off? And it's like a whole big thing. And like, Uh, dozens of think pieces have been written about how like she should have taken the hat off she shouldn't have taken the hat off um (laughs) but like importantly for this conversation she's shown to care about baseball she like is a baseball fan she she has opinions and then in this episode Mm -hmm. she's just like uh, i don't know sport and woman yeah it's not it's not great but yeah, the show makes constant reference to uh, like Game 6 of the World Series uh, in which Keith Hernandez was like a pivotal player for the the Mets' success.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We go to the baby's J-
0: house. Jerry and Kramer pretend to care about their neighbor's baby. Yeah. The whole point of a come meet the baby type gathering is that everyone looks at the baby. They say, how cute. And then they put the baby down for a nap and everyone goes into the living room and has wine.
1: Yeah, the whole point is to interact with other adults. Yeah. The whole point of this interaction seems to be that this woman hates her husband and wants Jerry Seinfeld to fuck her, probably.
0: Lol, (laughs) haha.
1: Yeah, my note here literally just says I love to get embroiled in someone else's domestic dispute. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, They say that the baby looks like Lyndon Johnson, uh, which is true. All babies look like Lyndon Johnson. Every single one of them.
0: (laughs) All babies look like every other baby. Um, They don't have faces yet. They haven't developed them. Yeah, they all look like every other baby
1: and every baby. And therefore, they all look like Lyndon
0: Johnson. No. (laughs) Um, Lyndon Johnson has a face. Babies do not. (laughs) What is that thing that on their head... (laughs) (laughs)
1: the couple asks if jerry wants to hold the baby he says no thank you kramer says i'll hold the baby and then inexplicably we transition to george's date with george screaming no at the top of his lungs this is not in any way diegetic it's not Mm -hmm. like we cut to the date and george has just spilled wine on himself it's not like we cut to the date and like uh, George is bleeding profusely, like, inexplicably, this is the transition we get.
0: hmm
1: Uh, and we are once again looking at two people in the front seat of a car. Uh, George's <laughs> date is named Carrie. Uh, she's fine. She's boring, but, like,
0: fine. He took her to the McDonald on their date.
1: He took her to the McDonald. And, uh, she says, like she, like, wants him to come up uh, and he's like, no, thank you. He lies and says, I have to uh, get up early in the morning. I have an interview at a hardware store. Uh,
0: Hardware fascinates him. And,
1: yeah, he says, you know, it's not something I want to do forever, but wouldn't you just love to make a key? And I said,
0: yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Autumn has has gotten back to us on uh, whether or not straight men care about what their dates were no don't worry we're i will never you. rely on a heterosexual man are we he's gonna have to
1: bleep working. out his name every time <laughs> uh it's okay i can show you how to do a bleep in in uh audacity it's not very hard
0: <laughs> no i'll dox this man i don't care <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's currently working so uh, um capitalism ruining my podcast
1: but yeah carrie goes in for a kiss teeth first and don't do that it's whatever it's fine look it's fine <laughs> again this show is trying to make her seem like the worst person on earth uh mm-hmm. and she's literally just a little awkward and a little boring mm-hmm. kramer has dropped the baby hijinks ensue we get another mm-hmm. bit
0: uh 1000 months is 83 years
1: that is 83 years and four months which is not mid 80s that is early 80s yeah jerry (laughs) is doing a bit about how everyone's always like oh come over and see the baby and never like oh come over and see my grandpa
0: yeah because you can't leave grandpa in the other room napping while you go have wine necessarily. Yeah, and it's... That's a guarantee with a baby. It's also, like, you know, you've probably,
1: like, met somebody's grandpa before. (laughs) If you're close enough with someone that they're inviting you over to see their baby, there's a good chance you've met their grandpa.
0: Especially their grandpa lives with them.
1: Yeah. This is is another instance where there's, like, there is a good joke. It just takes a million years to get there. Uh, Mm. And the good joke is he went to the bathroom by himself today. Like... (laughs) that is something you could say about a baby that would be true, but weird to say about an adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's funny. It just takes like four minutes to get there. And and then he goes on uh, and makes a joke. that's like, you never hear parents who are like, I'm not very, we're not very happy with our new baby. And it's like,
0: yeah, that doesn't happen for about 13 years. Yeah.
1: Like that's just child abuse, Jerry. It happens just, it's there <laughs> uh, and then the bid is over we get uh keith and elaine in keith's car post their date and mm-hmm. it is uh basically the same scene as earlier keith hernandez is like should i kiss her
0: and elaine is like oh my god is he gonna kiss me this is why also they're rude about cajuns for no reason
1: you know, I said earlier that I think this episode manages to avoid some of the, like, racism that slips into some of these episodes, and I don't know why I said that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not true. Um, <laughs>
0: My pick gonna be incorrect.
1: I think, uh, I think I was thinking about the outing. The outing manages to avoid being racist, um, mm. mostly by virtue of having one person of color who has one line.
0: this this scene is why the phrase can i kiss you is very useful
1: yeah like
0: just ask just ask it's fine it's cute
1: but yeah then it's endearing he goes in for a kiss and then they kind of start making out
0: and elaine's like who does this guy think he is
1: yeah uh there's some sort of line about how how forward keith hernandez is uh which is a theme of the episode uh, yeah, then we cut back to Jerry's apartment. He's jealous again. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: this time the other way around? Yeah.
1: Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus says, cookies weird?
0: <laughs> right, like Jerry, Jerry's like, did you guys, you know, have... And she's like, what? Milk? Cookies?
1: Uh, except she says it like the cookie crisp wolf. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're right, she does.
1: Um,
0: J- Jerry wants to kiss this man so bad it makes him look stupid.
1: Stupid-er. <laughs> yeah, Jerry's pouty and then Keith calls and asks Jerry to help him move.
0: Which is very forward.
1: Very forward.
0: To be They're not at that level yet. To this be- is This is one of those bits where it's formulated like the characters are overreacting to something that would otherwise be normal, like every other joke in this episode. But this is genuinely like, you just met this guy. You hung out one-on-one, one time, haven't even been over to his place to watch a movie with his friends. You want him to do manual labor for you? Fuck off. Like, yeah, that was weird. I,
1: as, as someone who has moved several times in my childhood, and- you know, several times since being an adult through, like, different college apartments and stuff. I I don't mind moving. It's fine. Uh, Even I, I, as we get later in the episode, and he starts to describe the things he needs help moving, like, hire professionals, Keith Hernandez. Mm -hmm. Like...
0: Yeah. You have three floors worth of furniture, two men, and a truck. uh, (laughs) 1-800. Also, like,
1: you have fragile things, you have like specialty items. There's people whose job this is. Hire a yeah. moving company, preferably a unionized one. You live in New York, those exist.
0: Yeah. I I actually
1: think they're both in the wrong here. Like one ask someone asking you to move is like not a big deal. I help people move all the time. Two, like Keith Hernandez should not have asked Jerry to move. He could have at least been like, "Hey, Like I'm moving, you know, will you come help like help me move and like afterwards we can like go catch a movie or something and as a way Mm. of, you know, saying thank you, I can buy dinner and whatever. But importantly, the all of Jerry's friends treat this as if like Keith Hernandez has propositioned Jerry.
0: This is where the slut shaming comes in. This is
1: where the slut shaming comes in.
0: he asked you to help him move and you just said yes, whore. Yeah. Um, I
1: like, I'm not sure how I like read this scene because I do think there's a, a fairly like justified reading of this scene that's kind of like supposed to be making fun of the slut shaming Mm -hmm. where it's like, yeah, like it's very silly Uh, And like, not really a a good thing when people act like this around about anything, you know, anything, but, you know, especially like sex and stuff. Mm -hmm. But there's also definitely a reading where the joke is that like, haha, Jerry's a slut. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, I am I am of, of two minds about this. But yeah, Kramer's there. He vibrates a lot as is his want
0: (laughs) he does Um, he's a very wiggly man yeah
1: jerry at one point says uh that's like going all the way and in my notes i wrote no jerry going all the way with a man is when you fuck him even if you also (laughs) are a man (laughs)
0: um but like platonically
1: so they repeatedly in discussions of um like, Keith asking Jerry to move, they're like, oh, what's next? He's gonna ask you to drive him to the
0: airport? And I'm like... Also a thing that you need to be deeply invested in a person before you ask them. Oh, I... I said the person with severe social anxiety. I
1: See, I think that driving, to, driving someone to the airport is an absolute de-escalation. Like... Mm. Jerry has a car in New York City. Like... <laughs> so does keith hernandez but like uh, if you have a car in new york city like first of all why are you driving take take the subway although i guess this is the 90s the subway might have been bad
0: Mm -hmm. but if you have a car in new york city you're gonna be driving people to the airport yeah i
1: also like driving to the airport again it's probably like a two-hour commitment in new york city at least but like it seems like a de-escalation from helping someone move Mm. driving someone to or picking someone up from the airport is like Not a big deal. Anyhow, uh, Jerry Corpse is in this scene. He laughs directly Mm -hmm. into the camera. Amazing. George's. we get a second date with George and um, Carrie.
0: She's less enthusiastic now.
1: Yeah, she dumps him because she's like, oh, you've got no prospects. Why would I want to spend my life with a man like you? George is worried that this is going to affect his unemployment, which it does, because Mrs. Sokol is an agent of the U.S. government committing fraud. And honestly, good mm-hmm. for her.
0: <laughs> Autumn, how are you feeling? Autumn, how do you, how do you feel? Uh, at this point, I was really... How do you feel about driving your friends to the airport? Oh, um... I would
2: never ask someone to do that unless I was, like, really, really close to them. Otherwise, I would just See? pay for, like, a taxi or something. And I don't really know why that's not what keith did in this moment like i if someone asked me to drive them i would probably be okay with it if we were less close but i would never ask someone unless we were like best friends Mm -hmm. for 10 years and even then i would feel bad about it legitimately i think the idea of asking someone to do something like that for me regardless Mm -hmm.
0: is kind of would make me feel shitty to clarify, Autumn also has debilitating social anxiety. <laughs> so literally, all I thought that was just obvious what I Debilitating social
1: anxiety. It is apparently just very different
0: mm-hmm.
1: in its manifestations. I, I make my boyfriend call every single restaurant.
0: I would feel bad about it. <laughs> well, Justin can make phone calls. He never should have revealed to us that ability.
1: He really should he should have kept it secret, kept it safe. Uh <laughs>
0: Keith hates to brag.
1: Oh no, I, I had a point before we move off of the. Um,
0: okay.
1: Uh, like Autumn said that Keith should have like just hired a cab, and it's like this is actually like a, a point that I want to flag up. Like one of the, right one of the things with Seinfeld is that like everyone is terrible. Um, mm-hmm. It's like kind of a model for it's always sunny in Philadelphia in that way, mm-hmm. except I think always sunny takes it to like a a new extreme but like no one in Seinfeld like learns anything they never become like better people and everyone's kind of terrible to like themselves each other strangers what have you um and Keith Hernandez credit to him isn't exempt from that like Mm -hmm. he seems to be like yes I am going to be on this show where everyone's kind of terrible to each other And I am going to be a terrible person. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I just, I appreciate that. I feel like a lot of times you get a stunt cast like this uh, and the person comes in and they're like portrayed as having like no flaws or else flaws that are like comically unreal. Uh, Mm -hmm. And no, like Keith Hernandez is just like that kind of low level shitty that everyone else on the show is. And I really like that.
0: Genre. Keith hates to brag he does and then proceeds to brag elaine doesn't know the first thing about first base they do a lot of baseball pun themed flirting
1: i think that elaine and i would make a great couple she likes to tease (laughs) her her boyfriend i like to tease my boyfriend (laughs) Uh and i think elaine and i would play off of each other very well in this sort of a situation if only she weren't a fictional character.
0: I wouldn't kiss anyone on this show. <laughs> I'm gonna say it.
1: Ooh, bad She'd Be controversial.
2: Take. Not e- <laughs> Me either. No, no, no. Good take. Hal is correct.
1: Not even really? Julia Louis Dreyfus. No. Oh my gosh, that's.
0: Yeah. Is that the I woman? think that's Dreyfus also. Dreyfus? Isn't it Dreyfus? Dreyfus? Oh, she's Dreyfus. Uh, sure. This is what we're gonna get hate mail about. <laughs> not any of the, the other shit. <laughs> yeah,
1: Keith is very forward. He makes a joke about rounding second base. I don't know what the bases are because I'm not a heterosexual.
0: <laughs> I can look them up. And then he lights a cigarette. First base comma sex innuendo. Wait, isn't second, isn't second base boobs? Glamour.com says, let's settle this baseball sex metaphor once and for all. Oh, please. First base. Getting to first base usually means kissing or making out. Second base. Rounding second involves the ad loaded. (laughs) The ad loaded and pushed pushed everything down. Uh, Rounding second base involves copying a feel, That is someone groping your chest or booty.
2: Okay, I'm correct. Nice.
0: Yeah, third base, generally speaking, reaching third is all about hands in pants. Home base, hitting at home refers to sex.
1: I knew that one. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's... Um, <laughs> I hope so. That's easy, because it, it starts at the top of the... It starts at the mouth and then moves
0: down. Uh-huh. Yes. Keith smokes cigarettes.
1: And... As established uh, at the beginning of the last episode, uh, Elaine hates smoking. Mm -hmm. And so they break up. It's uh, very anticlimactic. And also we don't find this out until much later.
0: Mm -hmm. She just makes a face and then we cut. Mm -hmm. Jerry George debrief at the diner about Elaine going out with Keith jerry surprisingly mature about like processing his feelings about this
1: yeah uh for for once jerry's like yeah i i guess i just like never thought she'd find someone she liked better than me which is interesting character growth because she doesn't like him better (laughs) and also uh there's a really great line about uh like george says i suppose he is an attractive guy and Jerry says, forget that. He's a ball player. And I agree. Um, Yeah. And then I have a note that says, don't you hate it when your BF leaves you for your ex? We then get a very bizarre bit uh, about- George um,
0: wants to fucking Amazon.
1: Yeah. Uh, George is- <laughs> Who doesn't? Uh, don't we all? As the Amazon in my relationship- <laughs> uh uh yeah he says i'd like to have sex with a tall woman he's mm-hmm. like jerry what's the tallest woman you've ever had sex with he says six three uh which is only four inches taller than jerry uh mm-hmm. and then jason alexander who is five foot five in real life says he would like to f- fuck a six foot five woman <laughs> uh which is a, a, a full foot, which is a very funny image to me.
2: Z,
0: would you date someone taller than you? Yeah. yeah. Being a very, very tall person? Yes. Sure.
1: I love to be the little spoon.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've only ever dated people who are taller than me, but I am short. That's true.
1: Um, There's a really, like, weird bit about who everyone's favorite explorer is.
0: All my uh, homies hate Magellan. Fuck Magellan.
1: Uh, yeah, Jerry says Magellan. Uh, George says DeSoto, discover of the Mississippi. And Jerry says, what? Like they wouldn't have discovered it anyway? And I'm like, <laughs> they did. That Like people built their whole culture around that river <laughs> mm-hmm. before DeSoto ever showed up. The, rehash the whole helping keith hernandez move
0: thing george also thinks that it's inappropriate for keith to have asked jerry this after one date and you
1: know what that's fine that's fine (laughs) maybe maybe it is but that's fine
0: george and mrs mrs sokol talk about her daughter uh mrs sokol no longer has any patience for his bullshit uh but she is a mets fan has a signed uh, baseball from the 86 Mets just not in, like, uh, one of those plexiglass boxes on her desk. Just out where people could touch it. That's true. Take care of your collectibles, lady. Keith Hernandez was on the 86 Mets. Thus, she is a fan. Thus, if George can get Keith Hernandez to this office within the hour, Mrs. Sokol will commit more fraud on his behalf.
1: Yeah, and then there's, like, a rehash of all of the stuff about George getting from the unemployment office to Jerry's apartment he goes back to mm-hmm. the phone booth uh, and like goes like he's going to throw the person out but instead of being a child it's a large black man uh, he gets in the cab it's the same cab driver he uh, kicks him out again he presumably runs all the way back to Jerry's apartment mm-hmm. Um, yeah
0: he thinks it will only take four hours to move he has a th- three floor brownstone i think he might
1: just have the third floor maybe i think
0: i mean he's he's a fancy baseball player
1: yeah th- he, he has the money he too. should just hire professionals um, right four hours in the cold is nothing for a man like that four hours in mm-hmm. the cold is nothing for a mustache like that. <laughs> um and this is where i have my note about like keith hernandez can't act and everything he sounds everything he says sounds like he's uh like in the setup part of a porn
0: yeah he's like very sensually describing this box spring that is attached to the headboard yeah well, i thought and that then, was on purpose i mm.
1: don't think it's supposed to be like sexual i think it's supposed to like be annoying it's supposed to be like he's like oh no it's no big deal and like But saying it in a way that, like, it's clear that Jerry is, like, freaking out about it more and more and more.
2: Well, I thought that was also, like, part of the humor of the friendship between two men being perceived as romantic.
0: Mm. Say more. (laughs) I
2: mean, I don't know. I mean, that's the whole plot of this episode, which made me very tired by this point. Mm -hmm. I was very tired at this point waiting for the episode to end because I've seen we've seen so many versions of this exact piece of humor which isn't funny and i don't know like it just sounded purposely suggestive to me like this is another instance of where we're supposed to like take mm. weird double meanings and everything that he's mm, saying maybe. yeah that's how i was because i
1: do i do have a note about uh the sofa bed quote tends to open up and it's like yes in in the porn parody of this episode the sofa bed opens up and then they yeah. fuck on it um <laughs> Yeah, and then Keith Hernandez starts to list all of the, like, specialty items that he has. He has, like, uh, a thick marble coffee table. He -hmm. has, like, a very weird bed. Um,
0: There's also also no indication that this is, like, a team effort. Where are all of your other friends? Where are the rest of the 86 Mets? Like, this is very clearly not a two-person job.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't really know what's going on here, other than like Keith Hernandez is a terrible person, just like everyone else on this show.
0: Mm. Uh, the last time I moved, I called everyone that I knew was still in town. Yes. Uh. So that everyone would have to carry as few boxes as possible. Yeah. Great. Why wouldn't it be like a huge party of people?
1: Yeah, it, it absolutely should. Again, Keith Hernandez should just hire unionized movers. With all of mm-hmm. his baseball money. We get uh like Jerry and Keith uh get their their sad little breakup. Um and then Kramer and Newman rematerialize. Uh there's a whole extension of the JFK bit. Mm-hmm. They identify the second shooter on the grassy knoll. Um, mm-hmm and uh it's roger mcdowell who was on the mets and left the mets for the phillies um and it turns out that uh newman and
0: D- don't dump beer on people
1: yeah don't dump, they were like harassing this man in in uh the dugout
0: and are surprised that they were spat upon
1: yeah also uh roger mcdowell uh i was doing research uh apparently like famously had a reputation as a prankster um mm. anyway now that they know that Keith Hernandez uh did not spit on them they are uh big fans again um and he agrees to or they agree to help him move um he says handle it like a baby which is funny because we know how Kramer handles babies haha mm. And then Elaine comes back. She and Jerry debrief about.
0: she calls, doesn't she?
1: Oh yeah, she calls, and we're only getting the one side of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Jerry says, "You sound like C. Everett Koop, uh, who was uh, one of Reagan's Surgeon Generals, who like is credited with like starting the anti-smoking or popularizing the anti-smoking campaign in America."
0: Mm.
1: And then George arrives looking for keith hernandez yells out the window keith it's me i'm i'm george i'm the chucker uh in a callback (laughs) to what was 46 minutes of television but feels like an eternity of lifetime ago
2: i got an answer about the straight man clothing thing good because there is quote not just one type of straight man end quote <laughs> um, That's really- so so presumably some indeed you're the funniest bitch alive <laughs> <laughs> it did feel like slightly defensive which like don't defend them but um <laughs> yeah i guess some do according to him indeed care about fashion so mm. which i feel like that is true because some of my brother's friends definitely care about fashion
0: mm. but like Fair other enough. people's fashions
2: I mean, I feel like if you care enough about your own, then that would extend to, like, being interested in what others are also
0: wearing, right? Mm. Like, this is... I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Ask him uh, if he wants his name bleeped on the podcast.
1: I think it would be very funny if you bleeped it anyway. <laughs> uh, I do, too. We just have... We would just have that section where it's just like, I'm like, oh, you're going to have to bleep his name. And then you go bleep, 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 bleep.
2: Yeah, that's what should happen.
1: That's my vote. Maybe. Uh, I can show you how to make a bleep in Audacity. It's it's pretty easy. And then we have the the final closing bit of this two-parter. Jerry's talking about when you're moving, your whole life becomes about boxes, Mm -hmm. uh, and you develop several box-related superpowers. No, no, a
0: very tall woman found George's wallet.
1: Oh, yeah, George gets his opportunity to fuck an Amazon. (laughs)
0: Good for him. I was happy for him.
1: Honestly, he deserves it.
2: And
0: um, then Jerry Seinfeld says some unfunny shit about moving. And then we fade to black and we can talk about the third episode of this television yeah. series. Now on to the good episode. <laughs> now we're going to um, talk about the outing, which uh, appears later in the series. We decided to just do them in sequence. Autumn had a very good argument for doing this one uh, last. I ha- my right. argument was to do this one first Because I feel like it, ironically, despite being later in the sequence, later in the series, like sets up some of the stuff that we get in The Boyfriend, Uh, Autumn's argument was that this episode is better than the previous two. And so we should save it for last. Yeah.
1: And my argument uh, existed, but we all (laughs) forgot it. (laughs) Um, So we just went with Autumn's argument because that (laughs) made sense.
2: (laughs) Thank you. It's also the order that I personally watch them as, yes. you know, the world, yeah. I guess, was intended to watch them. So, you mm-hmm.
0: know,
2: yeah. that matters.
1: The thing about Seinfeld is, like, they had a, a fairly small writer's room mm-hmm. um, and they, like, returned to themes often. Mm-hmm. So I think in most cases you could probably watch – like any episodes of Seinfeld in basically any order, mm-hmm. sure um
0: it's also are- a very good. It's in that era of sitcom where the status quo was so strictly adhered to that like you there unless like someone's spouse is introduced, you know, there's no way that you would be like that lost watching a single episode or watching a group of episodes out of order
2: yeah i mean if the order mattered that much uh then we wouldn't have been able to just watch these episodes independent of the rest of the show right
0: right we wouldn't have shown
2: anything that was going on true so
0: well you Um. wouldn't have z and i have passing experience with. okay okay
2: when i said we (laughs) it was like a generic we and you know this (laughs) the royal we yeah
1: (laughs) um yeah so now we move on to the glad award-winning episode (laughs) the outing Mm -hmm. the opening stand-up here is about birthdays
0: and how you Um, have one every year (laughs) haha no one's ever made that observation before (laughs) Uh, autumn
1: ask our resident podcast straight man if Mm -hmm. uh this is a straight man thing do straight men hate having birthdays because my brother my brother hates having his birthday celebrated
0: Mm. like
1: to the extent that like uh his birthday's in late november and like every year around october he would like take his birthday off of facebook Mm. And then somewhere in December, he would put his birthday back on Facebook.
2: Okay. Now, I I do want to say that's who I am as a person. I don't. Like that's just because you, like, you hate people paying
0: attention to you. That's
2: not birthday okay. specific.
1: Yeah, my brother okay. does not have an anxiety disorder. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I think that birthdays are great. It is a built-in excuse to throw a little shindig, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we need those. Everyone needs those in their lives.
0: I like buying my friends little treats, and birthdays are a great excuse to do that. But that's but that's not,
2: like, about your birthday. That's about other people's birthdays. <laughs> but This is different.
1: But, yeah, Jerry's bit is about, uh, like, all you did was not die for 12 months. And it's like, yeah, Jerry, that's an accomplishment. It is
0: so hard to not die for 12 months. <laughs> uh, are you kidding me? That's a long time.
1: Yeah, he also makes a joke about how, like, if you go to and look at, like, an astrology thing, it'll tell you, like, who else shares your birthday. And he's like, it's always a very weird group. It'll be, like, some reference that I don't get because it's not the 90s, some reference that I don't get because it's not the 90s, and Secretariat. (laughs) And the thing about Secretariat is that all thoroughbred racing horses in the northern hemisphere share the same birthday
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it is January 1st. I don't know why I know this. I also know that it's different in the southern hemisphere. <laughs> but yeah uh, Jerry uh, it, it, this is
0: fundamentally misunderstands birthdays. Yeah
1: this is only relevant because uh, it's Jerry's birthday in this episode.
0: Mm-hmm. George's okay, we are going to talk about suicidal ideation in this episode. If you were fine before and like this is the point where you need to cut out, that's fine. We are going to talk about suicidal ideation. There's a character who is who is actively suicidal in this episode. She is relevant to the plot. We're going to talk about her. Okay, leave now. George's girlfriend is threatening to kill herself if George breaks up with her. Don't do that
1: yeah that's like a classic like sign of an abusive relationship
2: yeah
1: uh it's also like i don't know kind of a hallmark of this show is that it makes a lot of jokes about suicide mm. and like i i don't know this this may be uh cancelable a cancelable take that you want to cut out <laughs> like i do think there are ways to make jokes about like suicide that are um not Maybe similar evil. with how I think it's, yeah, not evil. And like, um, you can make jokes where suicide is involved, where like suicide is not the punchline.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Similarly to how I think you can make jokes about gayness, where gayness isn't the punchline. That is not what this show does. No, this show just uses suicide as a punchline or a setup in like a, a really crass way, and like. I don't know it it, there are other episodes in this show where like one of the characters tries to break up with someone and the other person just kind of pretends it didn't happen Mm. and I feel like that very much could be the plot here like George tries to break up with Allison and Allison is just like no we're not broken up like it, it would probably honestly be better
0: it would have the potential to be funny and
1: ultimately like the fact that she is threatening suicide is not like plot critical. It's like the fact that the fact, like the reason this is part of the episode is because there needs to be a reason that George is having trouble breaking up with this woman. Mm -hmm. It could be literally anything.
0: Yeah. This is just the thing they thought of. He tells Elaine, George tells Elaine about this uh, while they're in the diner and Jerry is at the payphone in the back and he's calling NYU because a grad student is supposed to interview him and he's like, I don't see the grad student. I don't know where she is. Uh, we see a woman in an orange top come into the diner. Ooh, foreshadowing cinnamon topography uh, while George yeah. and Elaine are talking about uh, this breakup. Yeah, and also what they're getting jerry for his birthday
1: yeah importantly like in a bit of clever writing like the entire like last scene where george was trying to break up with allison he kept saying like i am not a good boyfriend like i i am not worth your time like just break we should just break up it'll be fine Mm -hmm. and as soon as elaine Start saying that about him, he gets offended. (laughs) Uh, Which I think is just a very, like, clever bit of writing. But yeah, it is uh, Jerry's birthday coming up. And uh, George has gotten him two tickets to go see Guys and Dolls on Broadway. Mm -hmm. uh, And Elaine is getting him a two-line phone. Because it's the 90s. Because it's the 90s. The girl who sits in the booth next to them is is Sharon.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, Adam, what uh, do you remember what Jerry is wearing in this scene? It's a turtleneck, right? This is a gay little turtleneck. It makes another <laughs> <Yeah>. appearance.
2: <laughs> I really hate the turtlenecks.
0: <laughs>
1: it was the 90s. That's
2: how it was. Okay, but why, but why do they look like that
0: on him? <laughs> it's the same turtleneck, isn't it? Is it? I think that it is.
1: It might be that. a slightly different shade of like blue um but Sharon sits in the booth behind them uh we get like an angle of the diner that I don't think we've ever seen before so that we can see that Sharon is eavesdropping when Elaine realizes this uh she's like come on let's like have a little fun let's like mess with these people a little bit
0: and she says so what if you're homosexuals
1: you should just come out already. George makes a like Jerry's like, why are you doing this? And George is like, oh, come on, just go along with it. It's fun. Uh, Jerry makes a joke about Nazis.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and how like if if George uh, who the character George is Jewish, the actor Jason Alexander is also Jewish. Mm-hmm. Uh, the character Jerry Seinfeld is Jewish. The actor Jerry Seinfeld is Jewish. The actor, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, is Jewish. The actress, Elaine, inexplicably not. Wow. Um, but yeah, Jerry makes a joke about, oh, if we were in Berlin, you'd be goose-stepping with all the other Nazis because you're just following along.
0: It's, it's, a, it's a joke that older Oshki people make. Uh, people think that Jerry is gay in his life. People have assumed this about him because he is single, thin, and neat uh
1: yeah and then Elaine says uh and you get along well with women and George says uh I guess that rules me out <laughs> um which is quite funny uh Sharon goes to the um payphone to try and call Jerry
0: cause it's the 90s
1: they have have missed each other because I don't know Sharon didn't bother to like
0: do any journalistic research at all yeah like, they
1: mentioned that, like, she d- has, doesn't know what he looks like, has never met him, has never been to a comedy club. And I think Sharon uh, just doesn't know what jokes are and, like, doesn't understand
2: <laughs>
1: any form of, like, comedy or sarcasm at all. Mm-hmm. And that becomes plot critical.
2: Mm-hmm. She said, I got the scoop of the century and I am going with it.
0: <laughs> this woman yeah. also has no journalistic integrity, which will uh, come up later. Then we cut to Jerry's apartment and George comes in and he's like, you know what? I figured out what my porn name would be if I was ever in dirty movies. And he's like, fuck naked. And Jerry's like, you've literally told me this before. Yeah. Which I think is supposed to be an old married couple joke. Like the beginning of this sequence of like just old married couple jokes over and over again.
1: Yeah. Uh, George is also asking people if they like his shirt. It's a good shirt. Um,
0: I like it. It is very nineties. Yeah. So, importantly,
1: uh, Sharon recognizes them, mm-hmm. assumes that they are, you know, she's coming gay. to do the
0: interview now, yeah. like at Jerry's apartment because yeah. they kept missing each other. Yeah. Uh. Extremely nineties drip on Sharon. Also, like I know that yes. it's just normal clothing if you're in the nineties, but extremely nineties drip. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah. As the interview is, as they're like setting up. Uh, jerry's like do you mind if george is around uh she says no i actually like want to talk to george too
0: and i think that george and jerry are assuming that she knows that they like write stuff together like that she's actually like gone and done some research between when the first interview was going to happen and now which would have been a good idea but she hasn't and is just assuming that the two of them are partners and wants to incorporate that into her story without their permission
1: yeah. Um she uh, is like a bad journalist. She's mm-hmm. somehow in grad school.
0: Yeah. And hasn't learned anything about how to conduct interviews.
1: Yeah, she she her interview is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, she uh is like conducting the interview. George um interrupts and is like Jerry, did you watch this pair He's done a he does a thing where he like bounces the pair off of his bicep and then catches it again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's quite fun. Um, yeah, there's a whole they bicker about the pair like an old married couple. Mm-hmm. Um, Which
0: is again, I think the show doing that thing where it's presenting these things that we are we have been trained to expect of like an old married couple like, in that genre of comedy, but, like, isn't, like, that distinction is largely arbitrary. Yeah. Like, this is a perfectly, like, platonic domestic conversation for them to have. Yeah.
1: I think this was my argument for why we should have watched this one first, Mm -hmm. or talked about this one first. Mm -hmm. Because this is a really good episode, like, if I were teaching a, like, television, or, like, film course Mm -hmm. i would use this episode to like teach my students about like applying a lens to a text Mm. if you're looking at this episode it's like sharon has applied a queer lens Mm -hmm. to george and jerry's behavior yeah and that's why she is
0: that's why she's got her 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 gay goggles on (laughs) and she cannot see anything else
1: yeah uh sharon when george and jerry are bickering george says you see the way he talks to me and sharon says you should see the way my boyfriend talks to me girl get help (laughs) yeah and then um, and this is where jerry
0: jerry starts to pick up on something that is off he's like what
1: sharon likes the shirt and then she asks them where they met um and they
0: met in gym class george
1: like george tells this story in a really cute way Mm -hmm. yeah and then when sharon asks do your parents know uh that's when jerry is like oh you're you're from the coffee shop
0: and then george is like ah Mm -hmm.
1: yeah um sharon grabs her tape recorder and goes to leave the apartment immediately and uh, two strange men corner her (laughs) yeah I really hated this scene. Mm-hmm.
0: This is this is why I put the sexual harassment thing mm-hmm. in the uh, in the trigger warning list. Uh, the, yeah, they just sort of gang up on her. She's like, no, I'm leaving.
1: Yeah, George is like, uh, so this is the first time uh, we get the line, not that there's anything wrong not with that. Not that there's
0: anything wrong with that, which is genuinely like which... kind of a fun running gag in this. Like yeah, I, so... I chuckled
1: yeah this the the origin of this line Mm -hmm. they were in the writer's room uh apparently like debating scrapping this episode because they were worried about like are we handling this like with enough sensitivity are we like actually like making an episode that is um like not offensive to queer people are we are these jokes that don't use, like, gayness as their punchline, uh, but rather as part of the setup. And the, like, head writer for this episode, uh, who I believe is Larry Charles, like, said or, like, wrote in the margins of his script not that there's anything wrong with that, mm-hmm. and then that became incorporated with the, into the episode. Mm. I just saw a crow fly by carrying an entire piece of bread in its mouth. Yes! Like a whole piece of sliced bread in its mouth. Good. <laughs> Auspicious omen. Um, uh, uh,
0: George says, I have many gay friends. No, Jerry says, I have many gay friends. Where? George says, my father is gay. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, uh,
2: it.
1: yeah. It was a very funny line. But yeah, I... We hear not that there's anything wrong with that a couple of times. Um, And Sharon, like, picks up her things and leaves the apartment. Um, Oh, no. Oh, no. Kramer is here because
0: he wants to go to the sauna.
1: Fellas, is it gay to go to the sauna? (laughs) And then we get, like, a time skip. Jerry is inexplicably brushing his teeth while talking to Elaine. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. You got to give a scene levels sometimes. You got to give it movement.
1: He says that he was able to get in touch with Sharon and she's like, I'll I'll, like think about it, you know, whatever. Um,
0: Elaine doesn't want to take off her coat and everyone is bullying her about not taking off her coat. Maybe she's chilly. Maybe this is her outfit.
1: (laughs) Inexplicably, but plot critically, Elaine does not want to take off her coat that's good for her that's fine (laughs) yeah kramer bursts in with a birthday present for jerry
0: it is a day Um, early they argue about whether or not it is a day early
1: and the present is uh not wrapped Nope. it is in a box where the uh box and lid are wrapped separately so that they can reuse it from scene to scene
0: yeah it's very clever Kramer
1: has gotten Jerry a two-line phone. Mm -hmm. Two-line phones work. Jerry misunderstands how two-line phones work.
0: Mm -hmm. Elaine leaves because she has to go return something.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Jerry is like, okay, I want to make a call on this thing. And Kramer goes to his apartment so that they can make the call.
0: They do that. It's successful. The two-line phone works. Sharon calls.
1: Yes. Jerry hangs up. On Kramer takes the call from Sharon. Sharon says, "I'm not gonna play up the gay angle." And then George calls. Jerry gets a call from George.
0: He, Jerry tells George. He says, uh, "She's not gonna play up that angle. I guess we fooled her." In a voice that, like, is supposed to make it obvious that he's being sarcastic. Yeah,
1: he like literally says, "I guess we fooled her." <laughs> He switches back to the other line she has hung up uh and then he switches back to the call with george and george is like i heard everything you said
0: which implies of course that sharon heard everything that jerry said before and as established she doesn't really have an ear for sarcasm and uh uh-oh
1: yeah she doesn't know what jokes are (laughs) and has decided that this is confirmation that they're actually gay and she's gonna run the story
0: and and also no journalistic integrity is running information that her subject does not want her to run. You're gonna get the NYU paper sued, lady.
1: There's been much ink spilled over whether or not, uh, like Jerry, could sue her for defamation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Probably. Probably I don't know. It depends on how explicit she is. Uh, she's clearly explicit enough that everyone who read this article thinks that they are that Jerry and George are gay lovers. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um,
0: Not that there's anything wrong with that happens again. Not that there's anything wrong with that.
1: (laughs) People's personal sexual choices are nobody's business but their own.
0: Autumn, you said that you liked this episode better than uh, the boyfriend.
2: Well, yeah, it didn't feel like being gay was a punchline this time. Mm. It was just a thing that was happening. And it Mm -hmm. was funnier. I just genuinely was laughing more. Mm Mm-hmm yeah
1: elaine goes to sharon's apartment um or i guess dorm and they're having a conversation because like elaine has been deployed to solve the problem because quote oh i walk into a room and solve you know problems just solve themselves or whatever Mm -hmm. so she sits down she's still wearing her coat and sharon's like oh do you want to take your coat off
0: and then we cut yeah
1: To the diner where apparently Sharon has tried to take Elaine's coat off by force. Mm -hmm. Which is fucked up. A very bizarre thing to do. Mm -hmm.
0: The problem didn't get solved (laughs) Mm because Elaine is chilly. Leave her alone. (laughs) George and Lane give give Jerry their birthday presents.
1: Uh, Okay. I really. Yeah. I really said the racism doesn't sneak into this episode. Oh no! Uh, George makes a racist joke in this scene.
0: <laughs> I saw that.
1: I uh, did. Oh. I watch
0: these episodes. Fool! You, you uh. silly person! You.
1: You might just want to excise that completely, anyway.
0: George gives Jerry the tickets to Guys and Dolls, and uh, Elaine gives him the collected works of Bette Midler. And Jerry at both of these presents is, that's a little fruity. Yeah.
1: Like, listen, Jerry, it's okay to be a little fruity. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Like, Jerry apparently just has a, interests that are a little fruity.
0: And that's fine. Not that there's anything wrong with that.
1: Bette Midler has a cameo in, like, uh, a later season of the show. So I, I feel like Jerry Seinfeld, the guy, just actually likes Bette Midler. Hmm. Yeah, uh, there are two men at the diner um, and they start They are to, on a date. Yeah, uh, they have recognized Jerry Seinfeld from the article.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, because the Post picked it up.
1: Yeah, so uh, Sharon's article has gotten syndicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Associated Press picked it up. Um, Associated Press, where are your journalistic ethics?
0: Yeah, yeah really. Well, they don't know that she didn't get his permission to print this information.
1: I feel like they would give him a call though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Jerry says, I can't believe I've been outed. I wasn't even in. Funny
0: joke. Uh my next note says Fastidious Bachelor Pad.
1: Yeah, that's the one of the lines in uh the article is within the confines of his fastidious bachelor pad, Seinfeld and Costanza, Bicker over a piece of fruit, over the cleanliness of a piece of fruit. I told you that pair like was a washed. married couple.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kramer comes in. This is also very funny. Kramer comes in and she's like, I thought we were friends. You didn't tell me about this thing. I thought we spent like every day together. Why-, why am I not trustworthy to know that two of my best friends are in love? And... <laughs> Jerry's like, we're not gay. Why do you think that we're gay? And Kramer's like, well, you're thin and you're in your late 30s and you're single and you're neat. And Jerry says, so are you. And Kramer vibrates. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Importantly, uh, he does not say neat. Because if he said neat, then it would not apply to him.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, I've um, seen the Blood Bank episode.
1: Yeah. Yeah kramer just he vibrates and then he leaves (laughs) to presumably go do some thinking the telephone rings and it's it's jerry's
0: parents Mm mhm george runs off because she's like oh no jerry's parents saw it then my parents definitely saw it
1: yeah uh jerry and his mom just go jerry ma jerry ma back and forth for a while
0: <laughs> jerry is gay because mrs seinfeld bought him girls culottes one time when he was a kid how dare yeah, she
1: it's it's a whole thing jerry puts it on speakerphone so elaine can hear mm-hmm.
0: my mom thinks that part of the reason that i am a disobedient as a person is that my dad let my sister and i wear his old carpenter jeans when we were kids interesting (laughs) Uh, okay (laughs) okay just adding to the mythos Uh, of veronica on this podcast
1: that's y'all remember when carpenter jeans were like the fashionable item Mm -hmm. like everyone was making carpenter jeans yeah like like
0: he had carpenter jeans because he was a carpenter and then they became fashionable and so he was like kids you should wear my old carpenter jeans
1: yeah that listen good job thomas good job (laughs)
0: uh mrs costanza threw out her back in surprise at this revelation
1: yeah estelle quote fell off the toilet throw throughout her back had to call the super to help her Mm -hmm. she is in the hospital again this is a callback to an earlier episode probably one of the most famous episodes of seinfeld Mm. it's called the contest um uh estelle walks in on george masturbating uh panics she falls over throws out her back um and so george has to go visit her in the hospital a bunch um and uh the four main characters start a competition to see who can go the longest without masturbating um which george ultimately wins uh Mm. But just like in those episodes, uh, in these episodes, Estelle is sharing a hospital room with someone who has to get a sponge bath every day mm-hmm. in the contest. George made sure he was there at the same time as the sponge bath so that he could watch this presumably sexy nurse, give this presumably sexy woman a sponge bath in. Uh, against the like curtain that is dividing the room
0: and this time it happens but the nurse and the patient are men and george has a you can't get to be gay thoughts moment
1: (laughs) yeah like uh the the male nurse is hot um (laughs) and of of course we don't see the patient because he's behind the the curtain the whole time but as george is trying to like dissuade his mother like, no, I'm not gay. This sponge bath starts, and he just stares at, at the curtain. Mm-hmm. This sponge bath shadow play that he is watching.
0: <laughs> this sponge bath Plato's allegory of the cave.
1: <laughs> we cannot start talking about the classics. <laughs>
0: uh, sure we can. The, so what, you the, mean two hours a, into this recording, we can't start talking about the classics? There is
1: a very good Seinfeld film podcast that i listen to it's called masters of our domain Mm -hmm. a name which is derived from the other episode of seinfeld that this is referencing Mm. that is a just straight up up and down seinfeld rewatch podcast and both of the hosts have classics degrees good if we start talking about the classics we are just aping masters of our domain
0: and it would be great
1: Uh, apologies to milo and phoebe (laughs) George is having a Brackets Awakening watching this sponge bath. There's another joke about Buck Naked. Mm
0: -hmm. So that we remember for later.
1: My fun fact about this episode.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) When when they were set to film this episode, the woman who plays Estelle was not available. Mm. Guess who? But like they still wanted to film it so that they could use the live studio reactions. Mm Mm-hmm guess who they got to fill in who fran Drescher <laughs> of the nanny thing good <laughs> she, I... would, she would
0: fucking murder on this show jerome seinfeld could not would not stand a chance in the same room as fran Jesser. he would be obliterated he would cease to be
1: Hold on, I'm seeing if she ever guessed it on
0: Seinfeld. He she can't have because Jerry Seinfeld is still alive.
1: Uh, okay. It seems like it was just the the in Anyway, so yeah, they used the um like studio laughter and everything for
0: Fran Drescher.
1: But yeah, from when Fran Drescher was filling in, you can uh, you can find the clip uh like on on YouTube and certain behind the scenes and stuff. Mm. Um. But yeah, we cut back to the diner.
0: Sharon is trying to contact Jerry again. We don't know why. We will find out later. Uh, yeah. George tries to cement plans for guys and dolls, but Jerry really doesn't want to go. And then the gay marine happens. And the thing that I have written here is this is just like that scene in Victor Victoria.
1: Is this is this uh, pre-Don't Ask, Don't Tell?
0: Yes, it must be. It must be. There's NCIS episodes about Don't Ask, Don't Tell
1: so, so pre don't ask don't tell mm-hmm. it was it was just illegal to be gay in the military at all even if you were in the closet mm-hmm. um so starting in like 1993 or 1994 is when don't ask don't tell was implemented mm-hmm. where as long as you were as long as you were in the closet mm-hmm. it was fine so this this episode I think think would have been pre Don't Ask, Don't Tell. This episode came out in 1993.
0: Mm. So in the musical Victoria Victor, Victor Victoria, uh, Julie Andrews plays a cis woman who is masquerading as a cis man whose uh, shtick in, in his opera performance is that he is a drag queen. She then falls in love with a man who doesn't realize that she is a woman, Uh, there's a very touching scene where he, like, comes to terms with the fact that he has feelings for this person, regardless of their gender. Uh, later, that man's bodyguard sort of catches them in bed for a second, and then goes away, and then later there's a scene where, uh, he's like, if someone like you, being this, like, pillar of masculinity in their community, if someone like you can admit that he's gay, then so can I. And this is that scene. Yeah, uh... But with it,
1: we have the Game marine. We have Jerry refusing to go to the theater with George. Mm-hmm. Elaine and George, uh, then make plans to go to the theater together.
0: Elaine brings up Allison and is like, oh, has Allison seen the article? Wait, no, Allison hasn't seen the article. Aha, the perfect excuse to break up with my girlfriend who I want to break up with.
1: Yeah, um... And then Allison reads the article and is no, like. No, no, no. Yeah, First so? George
0: George says, I'm out, baby. I'm out. Uh and, and then, then
1: Allison is like, I don't I don't get it. Like, why are you showing me this article? Like, yeah, your name's in the paper. That's cool.
0: Is this is this heteronormativity at work?
1: So here's the thing.
0: Uh-huh. This is
1: basically how I came out to my mother.
0: <laughs> I,
1: for study abroad, I had to write uh for one of my classes a little thing about like what are you looking for like do some research about the town we're going to like what are you looking forward to what do you want to like do there what is interesting to you about this place and i had a paragraph in there about like oh yeah there's like a queer community center um and that's like you know cool like as a as a gay person i'm like excited about like this aspect of this city Mm -hmm. uh and my mom read that and was like sounds good and i was like did (laughs) you read the part about me being gay and she was like the what (laughs) and just absolutely refused to to acknowledge Mm -hmm. uh until i explicitly like like drew it out uh and then i left the country for five weeks
0: (laughs) that's the way to do it really honestly i came out to my mom as by by sending her a a youtube video that explained bisexuality and she uh came up to me after she had watched it and said you're not gay and i said you're right (laughs) yikes
1: Oh, phenomenal. I've said
0: it I've said it on this podcast before, but like if you're thinking about telling your parents that you're gay, just don't. Not their business.
1: <laughs> uh, as in in the parlance of this episode, your people's sexual preference is nobody's business but their own.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Your parents can figure it out when you invite them to the wedding.
0: <laughs> exactly. What happens next?
1: Um Allison says I don't believe you. And she specifically says, I won't believe you until I hear it from Jerry.
0: Unfortunately, Jerry is making out with Sharon. Jerry's making out with Sharon. Uh, who I
1: guess had an awakening about her shitty boyfriend based on the earlier interview and broke up with him.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. She talked about a boyfriend.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um Jerry Seinfeld absolutely one hundred percent would make out with someone who had a boyfriend, also. Oh yeah. Well yeah.
1: Like there are several like cheating plot lines in this show.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. It, 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 Sharon is
1: also much younger than Jerry.
0: Yeah. Uh, or at least like, appears at least to be ten years. If she's like yeah. so normal grad student age, yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: it's like Ew. extra uncomfortable because Jerry Seinfeld like in real life dated dated a, a like 17 year old woman mm-hmm. uh
0: for a little bit girl
1: say girl uh, yeah 17 year old i'm so a child like um i'm so used to like i having to correct my students away from using female as a noun mm-hmm. that i just like reflexi- reflexively go to woman but yeah um yeah jerry seinfeld dated a 17 year old girl for for a while and it makes this scene extra yucky
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, okay so she's nothing like Lois Lane Lois Lane has journalistic integrity Lois
1: Lane also (laughs) knows how to conduct an interview
0: Lois Lane good in her job George and Allison come in George pretends that Jerry is cheating on him Jerry refuses to go along with the bit
1: Jerry is not a bro he is not an ally (laughs)
0: Sharon is like this is way too weird i'm out of here jerry's very upset yells i'm not gay down the hallway not that there's anything wrong with that then why are you so insecure jerry (laughs) well he wants to continue making out with this woman and she's not gonna make out with him if she thinks that he's gay well he also acts randomly
2: insecure at other points like that he doesn't want to go to the play anymore Stuff like that. This is that's true. what i referred mm-hmm. to more. Yeah. Like, I okay.
1: do think there's like a, a reading of this episode where like Jerry is at least somewhat like a public figure. Like that's the whole mm-hmm. reason this girl wants to like do this interview with him. Mm-hmm. And like, there is something to be said for like not like fanning the the rumor mill or whatever. Mm-hmm. But also like. He could have just gone to the play with Elaine instead of rejecting his best friend's birthday present. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, George
0: tries again to get Allison to break up with him. Uh, (laughs) And says, I'm a porn star. My name is Buck Naked. And she's super into the idea of her boyfriend being in porn.
1: Yeah. Uh, Allison, uh, only in this episode. Uh, Wild. Yeah. Yeah. The, the show did this a lot. Women would like, uh, and for what it's worth, the men that Elaine dates would like be they. by the time the episode starts, they are like in an established relationship. By the time the episode ends, they have broken up mm-hmm. or they are just never seen again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like the fact that George has a recurring like on again, off again girlfriend named Susan is like kind of a a unique situation within this show.
0: Hmm. Then my favorite part of the episode happens.
1: Kramer shows up with his boyfriend.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Kramer, and this guy's like cute.
1: Oh, he is, he is much more than cute. (laughs) This man is attractive. This man is smoking hot. Mm -hmm. This man is the kind of hot that the show wants you to think Jerry is.
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah, Kramer, Kramer comes by he's got this very handsome gentleman with him they're going into Kramer's apartment Kramer like, sees that the door is open and is like hi guys and like goes towards his apartment uh, and everybody stares at him for a second and he's like this is the phone guy
1: uh, and then the show ends on not that there's anything wrong with that
0: big uh, gesture and everyone
1: throws up their hands
0: mm-hmm. this was a very good uh, reaction image on Tumblr for a little while Seinfeld big yeah. on Tumblr. Interesting. Mm-hmm. There's an entire yeah. subset of uh, this is like related to the subset of breaking B- of the Breaking Bad fandom that is like Jesse is trans. There is a subset of like the Seinfeld fandom as it exists on Tumblr that are that really enjoy reading George as a trans woman who like oh, hasn't realized it yet. Yeah. Oh. They make mile long posts about it. It's very fun. Cuz like the thing that's happening is actually that he's a straight man who sometimes fetishizes lesbian relationships, but if you take the the dialogue that he had that he has out of context, you can read it as someone who is fascinated by lesbians because they are a lesbian and haven't processed it yet. Interesting. Mhm.
1: Yeah, um he as previously mentioned, his uh ex-girlfriend Susan dates a woman for a while Um, mm-hmm. and it becomes like a whole a whole thing. Yeah, I'm trying very hard to figure out who the man who plays the phone man is <laughs> uh, but I cannot for the life of me
0: Because I bet uh, he's not in any other episode of this show
1: Oh, he absolutely isn't but he might be in other things if he's mm-hmm. an actor and then I could look at him in those other things <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh we get uh, a final bit
0: oh yeah um i think this episode is stronger if it ends on the big arm gesture well, but yeah, instead but, we have to have the bookend
1: well they have to have the bit so that the credits can play over it
0: yeah
1: um and i actually do think this is like goods again this is like good stand-up that like takes a little bit too long to get to mm-hmm. uh and is also clearly like They clearly did not run this by a single gay person. (laughs) Um, So Jerry is like, you know, people think I'm gay because I'm thin, single, and neat. And like, I get it. You don't normally think of gay people as fat, sloppy, and married. Um, And then then he like wades into uh, Bear's discourse. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, he's like, you know, uh, you don't normally think of gay people as like fat, sloppy, and married. Uh, but I'm sure that, you know, if they exist, they're like a discriminated against minority. And it's like, yeah, Jerry, like, fat phobia within the gay community is it's a hot
0: button issue. Yeah, it is
1: absolutely <laughs> absurd uh, that they like, clearly did not have a single queer reader on this.
0: The thing about gay people is that they are people. And therefore are subject to internalizing the bullshit that society wants them to internalize. Like, fatphobia.
1: (laughs) Then we get to the good part of this bit. Uh, Jerry says, if we're going to associate gay people with the stereotype of being neat... We should stop like using the limp wrist gesture,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, which you should stop doing anyway. No, but his no, no. he's not limp is... wristing.
0: He's like going like, eh? he's like, he's like, you doing that thing where you flatten out your hand and you tip it like it's a scale. It's like, is he? Uh?
1: Ah, okay. Uh, but regardless, the joke is we should stop doing any other sort of gesture and start doing mm. a vacuuming gesture. <laughs> like, oh, you know, he's a little. <laughs>
0: Which is a good. Joke. And I
1: think that's a funny joke. Yeah. Uh, it's. I it's, had mentally it's... clocked
2: out way before that. <laughs> that's fair.
0: That's As fair. is your goddamn right. Thank
1: you. The episode Hal is right in that the episode should end with everyone throwing up their hands, but they have to have the the stand up a bit for the credits to play over. Mhm. Uh. Yeah. This episode won a Glad Award
0: it sure did did they just used to give those out <laughs> i mean It is it there is wasn't a lot of competition
2: right this,
1: this is the right. year that don't ask don't tell was like signed into law mm-hmm. like one this is like I, I think genuinely progressive for the time and two i think it I think it kind of holds up. Like, I don't think it's aged that poorly.
0: Mm -hmm. Except in the ways that, like, all of Seinfeld has aged poorly.
1: Yeah, it hasn't aged uniquely or particularly poorly, I should say. Mm -hmm. Now, Friends got a grad award a few years later.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, it did. For its positive portrayal of a lesbian couple, because Ross's ex-wife is, like, a happily married lesbian.
0: Yes, Um, you have a lot of books on being lesbians. Yeah, they don't let you do it unless you take the test.
1: I think that's all I have.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So I will never not be disappointed that the boyfriend wasn't a series of comical miscommunications where Keith Hernandez thinks that he is romantically dating Jerry Seinfeld and Jerry Seinfeld thinks that he has made a new platonic bro friend.
1: Yeah, it would have been really good and like really funny if they had, could like get a an openly like queer actor, uh, which uh, would have been hard in the '90s. But like
0: mm-hmm.
1: get get someone who is actually gay and like actually do that bit.
2: Mm-hmm. They weren't ready for that.
1: No, I mean they really weren't.
0: But yeah, I
1: I I like all three of these episodes. Uh, there's a reason I subjected you to them.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> there's a reason that we allowed ourselves to be subjected well I allowed us to be subjected Autumn was a p- passive participant in this arrangement a silent protester if you will <laughs>
1: uh, listen
0: if you want to pick out a movie for us to watch you just gotta do that Um, I think I strongly argued
2: for several on the list so this is true
0: yeah just
1: like Chicken Little
2: <laughs>
1: that's, that's definitely not me subjecting y'all to yet another movie i like chicken little. Uh, that's I remember. a movie that autumn picked out all by herself for us to watch for its queer themes will i forget this joke by the time we record chicken little almost certainly
0: <laughs> well i'll probably have edited edited this episode this episode might be out by the time we record chicken little oh dang because it's number three and who knows when we're recording Chicken Lip. Mm. so listen to the podcast, Z. Damn, what are y'all? <laughs> listen uh, I don't know.
1: I I like these episodes. I thought they were good as episodes of Seinfeld because no mm-hmm. one ever like did secondhand embarrassment to the point where I needed to like pause the TV and like walk into the lake. Mm-hmm. Um, and
0: I That's think they were good bar. as like. <laughs> <laughs> But it is the bar for Seinfeld. It's the bar for Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah,
1: because Seinfeld is so predicated on like terrible people being terrible, like there are some episodes that I just cannot watch because it's like, oh, this is this is making my soul like fold perfectly in half. I need to <laughs> I need to take a walk. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think these are also like this is a good snapshot into like what like, relatively progressive media was doing with, like, ideas of gayness in, like, the early 90s. And I think that's interesting, and I, I like it.
0: Mm-hmm. It's also what this uh, season is about in some ways. I did
2: want, uh, in the outing episode, Jerry to, like, more directly and explicitly, uh, like, unpack his weird insecurities that like cropped up at random points because they keep mm-hmm. throwing in that line um I don't know if there's anything wrong with it but like clearly there is something wrong with it to him and he isn't I don't know they don't really ever like address it and I kind of wanted them to and I think that would have made this
0: straight men as a whole a lot better as a people were not there yet they still are yeah. um <laughs> I also think <laughs> we like, should I, ask I, um... our straight man ambassador about this
1: yeah, this is like Hal and I were talking about this um because we just recorded at, like a an episode on Danny Street which is like a single episode of Doom Patrol that we took like out of context mm-hmm. cuz I have not seen uh the rest of Doom Patrol mm-hmm. but like they're going to want to know
0: where that episode is now. We... Yeah. <laughs> we haven't even listen, set up the Patreon yet.
1: It was it was a uh a project it might be in this feed it might be elsewhere (laughs) hold on to your buzz just calm down um but because I had never seen the rest of the season um there were a lot of like things that I was reading into the episode that are like addressed elsewhere in the show Mm -hmm. and I think your point is like completely valid like it would be really great to see Jerry unpack some of this stuff Mm -hmm. but he absolutely cannot because of the conceit of the show Seinfeld Mm yeah yeah I would have loved to see like, uh, if like the phone man is not explained, <laughs> if Kramer just comes up and is like, "Hey," and the ga- the phone man is just like, "Hey," and then they just leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and but and we get one extra scene where like Kramer meets this man at like the newsstand or something. Mm-hmm. And so we get, like, Kramer going on this journey right, or something. Right,
0: because he, he is is visibly shook at the idea that he might be gay. And, like, yeah, what if he just goes and sleeps with a dude to make sure? <laughs> what if he just
1: tries it out? <laughs> but, yeah, like, because no one on this show learns and the status quo, like, fundamentally cannot change, mm-hmm. it, it, that doesn't happen, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Uh, But also, that was gay. (laughs) That was gay. Uh, Z, are you on the internet?
1: Uh, Yeah, you can find me in most places at uh, Futons in Bulk. Uh, I am also one of the nonfiction team leads at Alien Literary Magazine, which is an online uh, magazine. Uh, We publish a lot of queer writing and writing by queer people you like this podcast, uh, you will probably like some of the writing that we publish over there. Um, I also do the tweets for Passages North, at Passages North on Twitter. Uh, and I'm just generally a menace wherever you may find me on the internet, including this podcast.
0: Autumn, are you on the internet?
2: <laughs> After that long spiel, I have nothing interesting to say. Uh, I'm on Twitter spiel. at <laughs> leave me alone leave me alone um, <laughs> at autumnal underscore season on twitter that's where i am
0: thanks to enoff music on instagram for our theme song and the podcast is at but is it underscore gay on twitter
1: special thanks to for being our resident uh heterosexual
0: male <laughs> ambassador we should have on the pod <laughs> uh
2: yeah i doubt his scheduled work for that
0: Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Stay gay.